listeners. Howdy doody. <laughs> Welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie, Season 4, Episode 10. Oh my god. Is it actually? Yeah. I feel like we just started the season. I feel like we haven't... I don't know. <laughs> Time is an illusion. Life is fleeting. I This is too quick for me. Mentally, I'm already like dead inside. The year just started, man. What? <laughs> You're mentally dead inside. <laughs> no, I'm I'm like the epitome of that one meme where it's like, oh wow, what a week, huh? And it's like lemon, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's me with like the year. <laughs> what a year, huh? <laughs> it's January. <laughs> I feel that. That's me. <laughs> oh boy, that was fun. 2020, huh? Woo! We're all in Woo! 20s. <laughs> We're already it's, there? It's only day 14, 15, 16. <laughs> day 14. <laughs> Give it up for day 14. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but no, really. Um, welcome one and all. To our season four finale episode, woo! Yay! Time to get hype. No more, no more low energy. We're gonna. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Where are you going with this? <laughs> no, my chair squeaked, and suddenly I was distracted. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, it, it is a new year, a new decade, and that means. We have to say goodbye to the old decade because to not say goodbye would be impolite. And if there's anything that we aren't is it's, it's impolite. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're not rude people is what I'm saying. We're going to say goodbye to the 2010s. Like, okay. Well behaved. I'm so, I don't know where I'm going with this. All right, we're doing an episode about the songs of the decade. That's what she's trying to say. <laughs> I mean, we we did the vision board last week. We felt like we were morally obligated to do a songs of the decade episode. You know, I feel like everyone's doing it. Yeah, we wanted to do our own little spin on the sort of trend of wrapping up the decade so we decided we'd take a look at some of our personal favorites that came out in the last decade you know might not be like we we were pretty loose with the sort of definition of what we want a song of the decade to be so it's not like we're like this is the epitome of music But, like, it's just songs that we liked that came out this decade. Hopefully you liked them, too. Maybe we'll expose you to some new stuff that you missed this decade. That's always fun. Yep. (laughs) You good? Yes. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. I think, um... (sighs) 
I mean, do you, I don't feel like we need to define what a song of the decade is. I feel like basically everybody knew knows. I just did. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> decade burnout. Keep you up. know what? I think, I think, I think we're going to just... I think we're going to keep it simple. I think you should kick us off. Uh, so what's your, I guess... Go, quintessential song of the decade. Start. <laughs> okay. I mean, all right. So I'll say that, like, sitting down to start this challenge of summing up the decade of music, it's difficult. I don't know why we all decided we needed to do this, because it's really effing difficult to figure out, like, in the last 10 years, go back and just pinpoint out songs that came out that, like, really mattered. But, you know, I did my best. And there were a lot of really great songs that came out in the last 10 years. Um, I'm just going to start with the first song that came to my mind, which was Pertania by Mute Math. Wow. Because... Kicking us off with a mute math song. Okay. What's that supposed to mean? There's no judgment. I was trying to. (laughs) Actually, you're not wrong. I just forgot. Dare you. I just. just... (laughs) Honestly, I just forgot that song came out this decade. Is that That weird? That is fair. No, it's not. That was a a problem I had with this this playlist is I kept forgetting like what came out. in the 2010s and some songs i was like oh yeah that makes sense yeah no um the album that this was on was odd soul and it came out in 2011 so uh pertania by mute math does make the cut and first of all like the reason i was like how dare you is because i love mute math out like I love them so much. I think they're f- like every song they write is just one of those like god damn it I wish I could write songs like that. Like they just really know how to write a good love song. <laughs> and Pertania like Pertania isn't really a love song, but it's more of a like damn girl song. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. And it's just so wild, like the drums on that song, it's just like this rop, roaring, rip, roaring, good time of just like crazy, loud, fun, in your face. Like there's a really, there's a really great bass line and (sighs) the lead singer's voice is just so good. God, it's such a good song. (laughs) That song literally blew my mind when I first heard it. The drums are insane. Like, if you have not listened to Pertania, listen to it, like, preferably listen to it for the first time by yourself so you can really just, like, jam the fuck out, Mm. like, with no shame. And then, like, make it your, like, go-to, like, confidence song. (laughs) Hell yeah. It's just great. I respect that. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Uh, all right. 
Your turn. We'll we'll volley. How about that? We'll volley. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> this was hard for me. Um, I think uh, I'm gonna start it out by saying um, "Prima Donna" by Marina, <sighs> formerly Marina uh, and the Diamonds, because yeah, that's a good one. I feel like Prima Donna was a religious experience. Okay. <laughs> I really love Marina's voice in general. (laughs) When I first heard that whole album, actually, uh, I was blown away. Um, Prima Donna, uh, Electric Heart, God, I was, (laughs) I was just so happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's the. It was like a, a macabre take on the bubblegum pop aesthetic, and it was it was just like, yes, yes. And honestly, I forgot it came out uh, during this decade, so it was like a pleasant surprise. And I was like, mm. oh hell yeah, <laughs> I get to talk about this song. Um, she honestly, she deserves her own episode, kind of. But like, I she really does. Yeah, her her music was uh, I think an essential part of my college existence that Mm. sounds weird but uh she soundtracked a lot of my college days commuting back and forth from home to campus and um i don't know she's so cool i feel like she really is her her voice is just this wonderfully syrupy um it it just exudes sex and i love it (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that record's really great just just the entire just persona that she created Mm-hmm. Like the whole concept just really worked and she really leaned into it. And I think that's what made it so like amazing and just kind of like visceral to listen to, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like yeah. when you listen to a lot of the songs on that record, you really just like feel in it and with her as she's singing. Like whenever Agreed. I listen to Prima Donna, I like really have to get into it and like I become a little yes. bit yes. Of it the makes character. you it makes you feel like you're this this sexy uh prima donna girl. Like it <laughs> it's very fun to get into that headspace. It's I don't know. I think it's um I don't know if it's empowering per se. Well, yeah, actually I take it back. Yeah, it's a little empowering. But like yeah. It's really fun. It's really fun to pretend that you're like this weird vixen character. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Huge, huge part of my uh, 2010s. Yeah, that's a good one. It was a pretty big portion of my 2010s, too. I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. that was a good one. Um, another one for me. That was a big part of my 2010s that, like, this is really hard. Like, there are so many songs. There's 117 songs on this playlist, guys. Like, there's there's so many. The decade was a really long time. (laughs) It is is wild. It's really wild. But I I will say that, like, um, I mean, kind of going... um, continuing the theme of like empowering females 
we'll go with we'll go with that, and I'll write it out okay. into talking about Charlie CX. Oh, yes. Okay. She is somebody that I discovered this decade. Um, the first song of hers that I heard, I believe, was "What I Like," which was off of, um her nuclear seasons record which came out in like 2012 2013 very and solid when i heard that song it was this just like lush cool pop song that i wasn't like i hadn't heard anything like it before and i was like oh my gosh this is so effing cool and what like blew my mind and still blows my mind is that Every single time Charlie XCX puts out music, she tops herself in that way of like, she is literally the pop star of the future at all times. Like, oh, she's of course. Always like 10 steps ahead of everyone else. Yeah. And so it's like, this decade was honestly kind of her decade. Like, because like that song, Super Love, and then like, she really like blew up and became a star in her own right with like boom clap mm. and then um you know she came out with pop two not too long ago which had songs like i got it and uh fembot and she's worked with like everybody in the industry at this point like oh yeah she and she's always writing music like she's nonstop and so just like all of her songs are good. She's insanely fun. talented. Yeah. Like it's kind of insane how much of a machine she is, like creatively and like within the industry. It's it's it is wild. Yeah. It's like crazy and it's also just like totally inspiring to just see her just like go and keep going and not stop. Like there's something about that that I've always like really admired and looked up to her for. So I appreciate her. And I'm like very happy that one of the artists that I found this decade was her because she's just so cool. Damn. Honestly, she could get her own episode. I would talk about her. I'm a hardcore Charlie XCX person. I could, I could spend 15 minutes talking about boys alone. Oh my god, boys. <laughs> that music video, the music video. Iconic. What a moment. What a moment in history. Such uh, a moment. <laughs> I love it. Um, She really did that on that song. She did she, it for the girls, and I love it. She really did. Oh, man. There's, there's nothing else to say about that other than, like, yeah, she did that thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people who left their mark on the decade, uh, I hate, well, I don't actually hate to be that person. Um, one of the, uh, one of my top songs was the, uh, wonderful earworm, Somebody That I Used to Know by Gautier. Oh my God. A moment. And Kimbra. <laughs> a moment. A moment. Uh, see what I did there? Like we had a moment with boys and that was a moment with yeah. Do you remember when like you heard that xylophone and you were like shifting into gear already? Yep. It got you hype. <laughs> it got you hype. And then like it became annoying and like for a while everyone's like, oh my god, turn it off. But then the chorus would start and you'd have to like belt it out. 
because there was just so much raw energy. Yeah, it's because everybody really just gets into their feelings when that song comes on. Yeah, there's like, there's no other way to put that. Um, I feel like it was it was funny because like even if like you hadn't been in a relationship, part of you were just like, <laughs> you felt the like hurt. A, yeah, like you could tell that like I I I assume. I don't know the actual backstory, but I assume that when Gautier wrote this, he was coming from a painful place and it's very like palpable throughout the song. Uh, mm. So like as, and I think too, it was so unique for like, it's time to like, I still don't know that many songs that have xylophone parts. It was, it's quite fun actually. Uh, <laughs> I think that's, that's why it was so iconic. It walks that delicate, uh, balancing act between being fun and being very painful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really was. And like I also just think like it it was such a universal truth. You know, mm. like I think even if you've never been in like a romantic relationship, yeah. Like I think we all experience that sort of like drifting apart or rift that happens in a relationship where oh, somebody yeah. ends up becoming someone that meant once meant a lot to you and then they fade into just another person. Oh that yeah, when came and went. Yeah, well when I lost some a couple of my best friends after after high school was over, uh that was definitely on the soundtrack that I used to vent my feelings like <laughs> Yeah, because again, it's like but you didn't have to cut me off, and it's like you're shouting at it. But um, yeah, I honestly, it, it I think it redefined both uh romantic and friend breakups for this mm-hmm. decade. I don't know. Uh, really, truly, it's good. It's good art. Oh my gosh, kind of. Um, yeah, you don't have it, to make excuses. Just jump into what you want to jump into. Well, I was going to jump, that reminded me of a song, but it's a song by an artist we've already covered on the show, so I'll just avoid that one. Oh yeah, that's right. We're trying to do uh, something uh, this episode where we don't talk about artists we've already covered, even though they're on the playlist. So if you want to know in total, you should probably check the playlist out, which will be included. But yeah, continue. Yeah, we we love all those songs. Don't yeah. get us wrong, but yeah. we have talked about them before in their own yeah. separate episode. So we yeah. feel like we should give some love to the other songs that we didn't cover. Agreed. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah, there are a lot of really great songs that came out. Um. Oh, speaking of breakup songs, I think this came out in 2010. I hope this is, I hope this made the cut. Care for Nalia by Pierce oh, the yeah. Veil. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that song. <laughs> oh man. I love this song. This song was a moment for me. <laughs> It was a moment for a lot of people. <laughs> like, it it's such a good it, it's such a great like post hardcore song. 
I appreciate it. I really hope this came out in 2010. I think it did. I think it did too. No one's gonna check. <laughs> yeah. It it either came out then or like the end of 2009. I remember listening to it in my like maybe junior year of high school or something. Mm-hmm. So like it was that very was, early. That was 2011. Yeah, it was very yeah. early in the decade. Either way, like the song is like such an angsty breakup song that I love. <laughs> it's just you you have freaking Jeremy from a day to remember streaming what if I can't forget you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just, <laughs> and you're just being angry and sad. <laughs> And you've got Vic Fuentes with his beautiful, beautiful high voice. I, I owe sunshine. Vic... <laughs> <laughs> I want to take this moment to take a brief uh, digression. I owe Vic Vic Fuentes a lot, um, <laughs> <laughs> because you're gonna. <laughs> Please. In honor of your choice, Vic Fuentes changed the the uh, the direction of my decade um, because I got completely uh, wasted one evening in it was it was a winter evening and I I had like thought oh you know what I've always wanted to do <laughs> learn the guitar <laughs> and I messaged I messaged you and I was like hey. Should I buy a guitar? And you were like, no, you shouldn't. Because you should do a lot of research and you should like think this through. And and, uh, like, you know what a reasonable person would say to someone who's making a drunk impulse buy. (laughs) Except I then stayed up for two additional hours drunkenly researching like best guitar. (laughs) (laughs) And then I finally settled on one that happened to be... um, it's a it's a it's a beautiful black uh Cordoba and it was black because I I wanted to be emo and it's a Spanish guitar because of Vic Fuentes. <laughs> so when I woke up in the morning and realized what I'd done, did I cancel my order? No. No, I did not. Uh I instead decided, ah hell with it, I'm gonna take guitar and then uh I named it Victoria in honor of Vic Fuentes. <laughs> I just remember you explaining this to me the next day. You <laughs> bought a guitar because you wanted to be Vic Fuentes. <laughs> Which is very funny because I feel like I didn't listen to enough of his music. <laughs> but I guess Drunk Me was like, yep, that's it. <laughs> it was a very confusing experience for everyone involved. Yeah, yes. Uh, but thank you for bringing up Caraphernalia for that reason. <laughs> it's a good story. It's a good story. Pierce the Veil is yeah. a goat. They're the goat. Yeah. This decade, the beginning of this decade was very much marked by my um, foray into uh, post-hardcore music. Like, mm. them and Sleeping With Sirens were big for me the first couple of years of, yes. this, of this last decade. 
I was I was obsessed with sleeping with sirens for a minute. <laughs> but you know, it's that's totally cool because I was totally down with Kellen Quinn's voice. Mm. His voice is angelic, to be fair. Like Yes. He has a very angelic voice and like he okay, they're acoustic EP that they put out with the acoustic versions of James Dean and Audrey Hepburn and Roger Rabbit like those songs are on my like sleeping playlist they are so soothing (laughs) that's wild if you haven't listened to them go listen to them because they are very soothing and you will be lulled into a peaceful sleep by the lead singer of a screamo band. <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's great. Speaking of speaking of Kellen Quinn, didn't you put a song on this playlist where he and Pierce the Veil join forces? King for a day. Iconic yeah. moment of the decade. I, I, I love <laughs> I love King for a Day so much. I feel like that was my first uh real foray into the are we calling them post-hardcore? Is that what they are? Uh, that's kind of the term I always use for them. I'm yeah. sure somebody will fight me on that. Some, I'm sure, but I'm not that person. Um, <laughs> I I think that was my my first real foray into that genre of music, and I loved it. Uh, King for a Day is really good. I don't have yeah. a lot to say about it, except that it was a moment, and it awakened something in me that was primal and dare I say it, uh, feral. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, this just reminds me um, that I didn't put any, and this is a crime, I didn't put any of Mice and Men on here. Oh my god, what's wrong? (laughs) Was a a mistake, because again, very important. I listened to a lot of, like, this like of mice and men, pierce the veil, mm-hmm. sleeping with sirens. Woe is me! Like at the beginning, bring me the horizon. Decade, bring me the horizon. Like oh that my God, kind of was put... the start of my decade. You did what? Oh God, what's the song called? Oh no! What diamonds aren't forever? I that believe, one. I believe that was before twenty ten. Uh, I, I hate time. I believe that. But I hate the passage of time. Yeah, there are plenty of other Bring Me the Horizon songs that probably should be on here. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, there are a lot. Um, I, for a while, like, I made this entire playlist of, like, harder, like, post hardcore, kind of, like, heavier, screaming. Yeah. Music. I made an entire playlist that basically was my like don't talk to me playlist That's that fair. I just like put on when I either like was really pissed off had a lot of work that had to be done or a combination of those two things <laughs> it was also my gym playlist for a while too that's Back. extremely valid yeah I feel I- like <laughs> Um, I think it's The Depths by Of Mice and Men 
That was my go-to gym song for a long time. Because, like, there's that one point in that song where Austin Carlisle just starts yelling about how, like, you'll never be good enough. And it's just really motivating <laughs> to me. Like, that song, I believe that song is about, like, I want to say that's, like, about his father or something. Ooh. But it's been a long time since I've, like, looked up the story behind that song um but like it, it's kind of like a screw you kind of song and i love it or maybe or was it about his ex i can't remember the point is i listened to it a lot that's <laughs> it fair. Was very good and then i remember going to see of mice and men with you yes that was one of the, my highlights of the decade honestly it was um, a fun time. It was great. Oh, I mean, you've, you've quite a few of your don't talk to me songs on here, I will say. <laughs> let love bleed red. Okay, let love bleed red isn't um, a fuck you song, though. Yeah, that's true. That song's actually really sweet. Like... Sleeping with Sirens yeah. actually wasn't one of the bands on my fuck you playlist. I don't believe. Oh, okay. All right. Be because a lot of their songs are weirdly like nice and pleasant to listen to. Like again, Kellen Quinn just has such a like angelic voice that like even when he's screaming, I'm like I feel so good about life right now. <laughs> you feel good. You feel calm. Yeah, or like I feel like understood and cradled by this beautiful man's voice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <sighs> so many good songs. Mm -hmm. What I like about this playlist too is that like a lot of the songs I put on here too are also by artists that like we went to concerts of. <laughs> Yeah, I like that about this playlist. Yeah, like the okay, uh, run the jewels. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting I've seen them live, and then <laughs> I remember and I get happy because like <laughs> they just do a really great show. To be honest with you, oh, <laughs> that show was fucking dope. I'm so happy. So, so happy you went with me to that. I'm so happy that was the thing that happened. I love Run the Jewels. They're so great. They, You're right. They put on a great show. All of their music is always so on point. LP is like a master producer. Killer Mike is probably like one of the greatest rappers of our generation. Like, um, and LP is also like an equally skilled rapper. And yeah, like, like oh my God. The best just, thing to come they're out. They're of very hype. They're, they're very so hype. They're so hype. Like uh, close your eyes and count to fuck. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like that song. That uh, song's so good. <laughs> panther like a panther. I mean, you 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 chose some choice ones to put on this playlist. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Panther like a 
Panther because it's just so sexual. That and love again. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Like shout out to any song that's just like the chorus main hook is just like dick in the mouth all day. <laughs> we we did go there. We we it's, have gone there. It's just we did it. We're there. I just like <laughs> yeah. Sorry to get a little PG thirteen R on y'all, but like if you've never heard "Love Again" by Run the Jewels featuring Gangsta Boo, like it's great. Do it. It'll change your life. <laughs> it really will. And Gangsta Boo's rap on there is like everything. It's everything. <laughs> I I really appreciate them for bringing a female onto that track too. To like mm-hmm. just body a verse like that, like yeah, it, like, I think it needed that balance. And it I, did. <laughs> yeah, they're very good producers. I have to say, or they've got good producers. Like it's yeah, LP is um. I believe he does most, if not all, of the production, and he is the um, white half. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's two guys. It's two guys. Yeah. One of them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I, if I'm going to explain to he's the white guy and run the jewel. He's the me in our friendship. Basically. He's you, uh, and I'm yeah. Killer Mike. Nice. So, yeah. Which I'm okay with, because Killer Mike's a genius. Like, yeah. In so many ways. All of his, I agree. All of his raps, all of his verses. He's also, like, socially minded and socially conscious, and it's just like, go you, man. Like, go kill the game. I love you. That, that show tra- was wild. I, <laughs> it was. It was. I will say on the track of artists that we've seen live, I like that you included "How to Dress Well." Um, oh, I that was love one that of show. That was one of my favorite shows. Because um, yeah. that was, I think, our first uh, our first concert at Boot and Saddle. Yeah, I want to say. I think so. And too. I have since fallen in love with that venue. I love that venue. Uh, for those who don't know, it's this very, uh, cute, like bar in Philly (laughs) and in the back behind this barn door is a tiny venue and it's, it's just so cool. I love going there. Yeah, me too. I need to go back to a show there because like that, that is honestly, it might be one of my favorite shows from the last decade. Like it was a, such a good show. It was like such yes. a good time, like for a lot of reasons. The venue being one of them, like it was such a good venue. And then I love how to dress well. They're another one of my like yes. favorite finds of the last decade. Like, and this was right when their I want to say like sec third album came out. I want to say that yeah. I think it was their third album. It just come out or was in the process of coming out and like um that record a lot of the songs on that record ended up kind of soundtracking the end of my college experience and yeah like I just that show meant a lot to me it just was 
so fun. And I remember feeling so full of joy at that show. Like, I think a lot of that had to do with, like, his music because it just, like, he makes really good, like, great music. And he just has such a, like, beautiful, like, airy voice. It just makes That's you... A- yeah. Yeah. It makes you feel light and full and filled with love. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think, too, what made it special, at least for me, was that I had not heard of the band before we went to the show. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just got to experience all of it live, like as it was coming. <laughs> and um, I like that you put Running Back on here because I really like that song. Yeah. That. Um... That was either the first or second How to Dress Well song I ever heard. Like, and it's just such a good one. Like, it, like, it's, it's so simple. That's what I like about, um, How to Dress Well. Like, that's what first drew me in was that, like, it was such a simple song, but it was so well done and well executed. And again, like, that, like simplicity of the instrumentation with his sort of like airy light kind of voice was just a really beautiful pairing. So listen to how to dress well. (laughs) Yes, please. Um, I know he may not be, uh, as well known, but, uh, do it, do it, do it. Um, yeah, God, there's so many good songs on here. Um, speaking of how to dress well, um, another song that I really liked that came out um, was Playing House by Active Child featuring How to Dress oh. Well. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. Active Child is a great one. That song is super good. Um, yeah, that record was good. Uh, Active Child, so good. Uh, I really want them to make more music. Um, but um, they also did a song called Hanging On, which you might know because Ellie Goulding covered that song, I believe. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense in my head now. Yeah. Um, she covered it, but Active Child was the original, and... I like Ellie Dolden's cover. I think she did a good job of covering it, but I love, love the Active Child version. Like, it's so good. It's so haunting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I love the most about Active Child is that his voice is just so interesting and it's so, like, creepy but intriguing. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So if you've yeah, if you've heard the Ellie Golding version but haven't heard the Active Child version, listen to the Active Child version. It's so good. It's definitely worth the listen, you know, to each their own on terms of like if you like one more than the other, that's fine, but it's definitely like so good. You owe it to yourself to to hear both versions is what she's saying. You really do. And what I'm saying. <laughs> honestly like just like i don't know sit back either like 
pour yourself a nice warm cup of tea or I don't know, maybe take a bath, put that song on. You'll just feel really zen and or creeped out and it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's that'll sell it to them. Uh, yeah. I mean it's it's interesting because like there are so many songs for me that like border on like creepy or relaxing just depending on like the setting <laughs> in which I listen to it. <laughs> yes. I I understand. I understand how you're uh what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, there's so many good songs. I can't. I love it. I uh, okay. I there are a bunch of songs that I want to talk about, but I definitely want to talk about. Um, well, first of all, Yen the Giant, because yes, I love Yen the Giant and. Um, particularly, there are a lot of songs that I could talk about when it comes to Gun the Giant, but, um, I was very happy to listen to Discover their record when it came out. Um, I Got by them was a really important song for me towards the beginning of this decade. I listened to it a lot. Um, it was actually... This record, I think, came out in, like, 2011. And I actually, I remember being in high school, my last year of high school, and, like, I had an assignment for my English class about, like, poetry, where I was supposed to, like, send my teacher, like, songs and or poems that I liked. And so I sent her, well, I sent her four, but, like... One of the songs I ended up sending her was uh, a song by Young the Giant. I think it was I Got. Like, I just love that song. I, I've always appreciated their lyricism. Um, another song by them is Islands. That's another one of those songs that, like, can be either creepy or really soothing, depending on my state of mind when I listen to it. But it's just so good. Like, that record was a really good and important record for me. It was also around the time of, like, it was around the time I started really getting into discovering music and discovering music on my own and, like, unabashedly, because, like, yeah, like the that's another crazy thing about this decade is like that was 2010. I was a sophomore. We were sophomores in high school <laughs> at the start of this decade, last decade. <laughs> like that's insane. And I was so young <laughs> and I was learning so much about myself and my tastes in music at that time. So a lot of the songs on this playlist like are just songs that really bring me back to a time of just, like, unbridled discovery. And I think that's really beautiful. (laughs) 
Are you clapping? I'm clapping. (laughs) 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 It just went silent. And I was like, what's happening? I was was like. (laughs) Got it. Yep. Hmm. This decade was long. Mm-hmm. I know I've said that already, but so much musically uh, happened in this ten year span, and it's kind of wild to like look back on it and like see because like there's a lot of music that doesn't even seem like it would fit together, and yet it does because like the unifying thing is we loved it in the decade, mm-hmm. and I think it's very interesting this tangled web of interconnected songs that all had a wonderful emotional impact on us. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm. Yeah, this is the only... It is the only playlist where you can go from... I don't know... freaking Run the Jewels to Vampire Weekend... To freaking Landon Pig, to Mika, to Daft Punk. Like, it's just been a wild decade. <laughs> so many different, like, artists and genres and songs. Like, ah, Daft mm-hmm. Punk came back to this decade. I forgot. <laughs> God. Actually, how could I forget? I They were everywhere. It. Yeah. I got it. Um, so yeah, just so many great, crazy things happened. It's so wild, indeed. Um, all right, we've been talking about songs for a while, have we? I guess. Oh, we have. <laughs> I guess we literally uh, can well, do this I'd... forever. <laughs> That's the point of this podcast. Is that we will do it forever. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, What do you want to... You want to do, like, a top... Or, like, three honorable mentions or something? Uh, Yeah, okay. You you go first, because sometimes you don't limit yourself. So I want want you to just go. (laughs) (laughs) That's code for you talk too damn much. No, <laughs> I know because no, I have the same problem, but like it's, I, I like listening to you do it because it's nice hearing you like talk about things you're passionate about. Okay. Well, thank you, fam. I will take that as a compliment. <laughs> it was meant to be a compliment. Um, God damn it. Uh, okay. No. So top three. Three, if you find yourself in a corner where you really have, like, you really want to talk about something, uh, do top five. But top five is an emergency. Okay. All right. Well, I top the first honorable mention that I have to make sure I shout out um, is Stopwatch Affair by There for Tomorrow. Um, Hell yeah. Because... First of all, There for Tomorrow, honestly, I could do an entire episode on There for Tomorrow. They're one of my all-time favorite bands of ever. (laughs) And um, 
another really special thing about this song in particular is that it is the song that I ended up getting tattooed on my body. <laughs> Woo! Um, I, yeah, I got a lyric from that song taken and turned into art and then put on my body this last decade. And like, God, I think that was 2014 or something. So, yeah, I have to shout out that song because it was a very big, significant moment for me in a lot of ways. Therefore Tomorrow has been a band that basically, I would not be her here without them. I love them so much. Um, I have seen them live. They're a beautiful band. Um, they no longer make music, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you sound like it's not really okay, but you have to live with it. No, no, like, it's okay. Obviously, like, people grow up, they move on, they start their own lives, they do other things. Their drummer is now in Dashboard Confessional, which is fucking dope, so that's awesome. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? He, he drums for Dashboard Confessional now, which is the coolest thing. <laughs> First of all, pause. <laughs> Dashboard Confessional still makes music? No, okay. Yeah, they still tour and everything. Like, oh my god. Dashboard Confessional is very much alive in kicking. Um, Alright, looks like I got homework. No. Yeah, but um, yeah, and he ended up joining their like, band, which is dope. Um, yeah, and so I, yeah, I have to shout out Stopwatch Affair because I, that song means a lot to me uh, and therefore tomorrow, like I did an entire like paper on their lead singer. Like I'm, an, I'm obsessed with them. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely I had to shout them out because they're great. And if you've never listened to Therefore Tomorrow, you need to correct that now. Um, Agreed. I will literally like pause, listen to them, come back, <laughs> like. Um, so, okay. Well, I mean, you can finish the episode. Yeah, finish the episode. Then You might as well. You're, we're at the end. Yeah, we're <laughs> close. Um, God, and then trying to pick just a couple more is gonna be hard, yeah. but I'm gonna mm -hmm. try, because that's the name of the game. Um, you know, alright, I'm gonna go ahead and... Oh, I really liked this song, so I'm going to pick it. Heaven's on Fire by the Radio Department. Um, I just really liked this song a lot. It's great because it's a, it's actually about the state of the music industry. Um, I love it. And it, what I love about this song is that like it sounds adorable, but like it's basically him being like, "You suck," <laughs> like. That's the entire premise of this song. Like the chorus is like, "When I look at you, heaven's on fire," <laughs> which is kind of savage. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> there are so many lines where it's just like, "God, I'm like trying to do my best, but you just suck." And it's like, I love the juxtaposition of this like happy, like kind of like indie pop song. Or 
indie rocks on and yeah. then juxtaposing that upbeat with the like negative just like i don't like you <laughs> kind of vibe it's just really great and i also really enjoy i had to talk about it because we also saw the radio department this decade and i enjoyed that very much because i really liked the radio department and it's just kind of another reminder of the fact that all through college you let me drag you to random ass shows <laughs> and i really appreciated yeah. that <laughs> like you know i came to college and moved to this big city and one of the things i was the most excited about was being able to go to concerts mm -hmm. but it sucks not to go, not to have somebody to go to concerts with. So the fact that you were always down to go to a show, no matter like who it was, like that kind of shit meant a lot to me. And like, I know Aww. you obviously enjoyed it. Aww. Otherwise you Aww. wouldn't have gone. But like it genuinely <laughs> like, it. no, I'm like dead serious, like, you really got to value the people around you that are willing to just, like, do shit like that. And I, like... I, I agree. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Like, I literally... Even after I dragged you to a show that you absolutely mm -hmm. hated, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, and I know you know who I... I know... <laughs> we know what... <laughs> Even, I just got I just got PTSD. I'm kidding. Even after I dragged you out to a panda bear show and you did not enjoy it, no, nope. you still <laughs> were oh you still let me drag you to more shows. Like the fact that you trusted me. I I do. Like I ninety nine percent of the time I trust you. <laughs> Look, I knew you weren't going to enjoy it, but I won't. <laughs> uh, like, I knew it was a hit or miss. It was like, either she'll surprise me and be into it, or she'll be like, what the fuck was this? This is funny, because that's the first time you've said, I knew you weren't going to like it's it. It's not. But... It's not. But, okay, I've said this before. I just needed to go to that show, okay? I just had to I, know. I understand. I I do understand I'm that way about James Blunt. <laughs> look, and, okay. Here. And eventually, I will jack you to a James Blunt concert. Look, I'll, I will go to a James Blunt concert with you. <laughs> the only the only people who will be there are, like, going to be, like, 40-year-old wine moms, and it's going to be an experience. So, <laughs> like... Uh, I will say I will I will go to a James Blunt concert because, admittedly, yeah. like Panda Bear is a lot. Yes, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a, mm -hmm. it's also a lot to thrust on someone. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, thrust is a good word for it because by the end of it, my eyes felt like they'd been fucked. <laughs> But it makes a hell of a story. 
It really does. It really does. And I do. I actually like telling the story. So I'm really glad I went because it's like, despite leaving with a bit of a migraine, part of me was like, it was a fun night out overall. Like, <laughs> but I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. So, yeah, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, what are you talking about? That show was totally pleasant and fine. Like, it was a lot. It was a lot. Oh, man. Anyway, um, that, um, I'll, I'll pick one more. Okay. Um, I can't, because I think that was only two. Yes, it was. I'm gonna lie to myself and say it was if it wasn't. Um, all right. There, this is so hard. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, all right. I lied. I'm gonna choose two more. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, one of the two that I'm going to choose is Nightbed Song. Um, okay, nine to six slack jaw. It, it's actually like nine dash six in brackets and then slack jaw but i usually just okay. refer to it as nine to six slack jaw um but that song's fucking crazy and i love it it's so lush it's so good night beds um this is off of their ivy wild record um which is this really cool experimental r&b record like it's fucking nuts when i heard it for the first time i was like this is the coolest thing like because it like doesn't like it's kind of just like pure unadulterated like just like creativity in my mind like you can tell like there's no like it's not inhibited by a sort of like defined structure so to speak it's just like He's just really great, lush sounding songs. Like, and they're so good. Um, they're uh, a couple of them will probably get you pregnant if you have a vagina. Oh my God. <laughs> like, they're just so good. Like, they're, the, I didn't put this song on here, but Serotonin is another nightbed song on that record that like is just so just just listen to it yeah get into a room by yourself and listen to it and have it i like that you said that about all of these because it's true like with all of with with most of these songs i think it's good to expose yourself by like listening to it alone in your bedroom yeah processing it yeah, that is true. A lot of these songs are just like you really need to just have the full experience of them. Like, I think and I think that's the power behind all of them is that like these songs 
that came out in this last decade were the ones that really made us sit up and take notice and just like you know open your eyes and really get you into the full world and experience of them so yeah listen to that song and then the last one i will say is open by rye because rye's record um woman is so good (laughs) again it's a record that babies have probably been made to i'm sorry that my mind is there but like it's just like no you're not i'm not i'm not i'm not <laughs> like no you're not it's it's just such a it's such a good record of just really just like smooth sweet sounding songs um open is such an emotionally vulnerable song it's a song that somehow you listen to it and it makes you feel naked and exposed even though you're not like it's just so intimate and the crazy thing about it is like you'll listen to it and you'll think it's a woman singing but it's not (laughs) like i listened to that song and i totally thought it was a woman and it's not a woman and i was like that's insane his voice is so beautiful (laughs) like I wish I could sound that good. I will never sound that good. It's beautiful. It made me want to cry. It was so beautiful. Like, oh my god. Listen to Rye. If you've never listened to Rye, like, please do that. It's so great. Okay, I will stop myself, because now all I want to do is just, like, sit in a room and listen to Rye. <laughs> so to sum up your decade in a word, it would be Don't say it. horny. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's just where we ended here, okay? I don't know why. It just happened. <laughs> okay. Leave me alone, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I'm not much better. <laughs> no, I just like really cool, lush sounding like shit. Like I like vi- yeah. I like songs with good vibes and yeah. If those vibes happen to be kind of like sensual, so be it. <laughs> I like that attitude. If they happen <laughs> to hey. be horny, I I'm not going to question it. <laughs> I don't. But you're right. You're right, though. You're right. And you're. I Look, it's not like I drop my yeah. pants every time these songs come on. All right. Like... No, I, I, I did not insinuate that. I did not insinuate that. This is going somewhere. I didn't want it to go. <laughs> you followed the vibes. Please. <laughs> I like to listen to these songs to calm down, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. I like how you like knew where I was going to go, too. Because like, as soon as I said, ain't no word, was, you were like, don't. Don't. <laughs> don't you put that on me. Don't you. 
Du er en Alright, well, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I am a connoisseur I, of vibes. You're a vibe connoisseur. You're a connoisseur of the lush, sensual, decadent vibe. I will I will give you that. You have quite a few gems in your collection here. Um and and it's it's great taste, that's all I can say. Like like they're, they're, they are really good songs. Thank you. <laughs> like, I'm not going to dispute that. Like, they are really good. Yeah, like, I'll just, like, listen to... Go to the beach. Lay down on the beach yeah. and listen mm-hmm. to them and take a nap. That's or the kind if of you can't, if you can't go to the beach, find a snowbank. <laughs> yeah, or just take a bath. And pretend. Okay, that works too. <laughs> All right, you go. All right. Uh, top three, top three, top three. Uh, okay. I'm I'm gonna start off with um a song called "Stupid for You" by Water Parks. Oh. Um, cause this oh. year I got into Water Parks, or not this year. Uh, this decade I got into Water Parks. I want to say 2018. Um. I really started to listen to them and stupid for you was this beautiful blend of, of it, it truly was a, a blend of pop and punk. Like very, it was very spot. It on. was a perfect, it was a perfect marriage. And I, I like that they're experimental and that they're not af- afraid to like mess with like, you know, jumping from genre to genre and blending them. And like, I, I know a lot of people don't, like that for some reason but i i respect them for being so true to themselves and unique mm-hmm. and their sound is is a good sound i like them yeah. um and stupid for you is just an iconic thing to to shout at someone that you like it's so catchy <laughs> and i'm stupid for you yeah. you make i just me like an that idiot <laughs> yeah. what am i it's doing? it's good their 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 newest album, uh, fandom was it, it blew me away. It was so good. Uh, honorable honorable mention to Dream Boy. Yes, um, iconic. I, yeah, I thought the whole thing was just an excellent commentary on the state of of fan music fans, as it were. And I I don't know. I really liked it. Um, I've never heard a like scene band be so self aware. Yeah, and like they're over it. They're over <laughs> all of it. <laughs> they're like, get me off this ride. <laughs> they're so mad. And I and they have the right to be mad, quite frankly, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh but that's a, a, the the discussion of of the toxicity in music fans uh is a whole other podcast can of worms we're not we're not gonna open that right now uh but but know that i respect them for having honest voices and um just being incredible honestly Mm. i love it um another uh my my second honorable mention is gonna go to the wonderful chart topper old town road yes the remix with with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, the first remix, not the other one where they he he started adding like other people. There are like, like ten I feel remixes like, of that song now. Y- yeah, 
Yeah, I'm still waiting for Dolly Parton to jump on. I feel Me like too. I feel like that should be <laughs> that should have happened. I know. He, I know he wants to, or he he tweeted about how he thought that'd be a good idea, and she tweeted back that she w- would be interested. But I don't know if it's gonna happen. Um, I think it should because <laughs> how amazing would that be? Incredible! It would be incredible. <laughs> but I think like like I. I Old Town Road to me was definitely the song of 2019, and I think it was a, it was a crazy way to like finish the decade. Mm. Um, especially considering uh, Lil Nas X is like skyrocket to popularity, and he's so talented. Like he has other songs that are like excellent. Um, like he, I don't think he's a one hit wonder at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Old Town Road was just such like a weird mishmash of genres that it was wonderful and like fresh. And everyone I know loves it. Like my mom loves it. Like, yeah, it's just like it, it was also just it such exudes- a power move. Yes, it was like he wrote one of the best country songs of the decade, quite frankly, because country. I'm going to keep my country paintings to myself. Never mind. Um. <laughs> anyway it was a fun song it made me want to ride a horse which i mean that never happens but uh, mm-hmm. and the music video was great i loved the music video <laughs> yes beautiful music video <sighs> just reminds me of that um, one time i was like in my apartment i just looked out the window and just saw two dudes riding horses yeah great that's weird well apparently that's like a thing in the city that i did not know about it is (laughs) yeah like there's some sort of club or something and like (laughs) can ride horses i want to join that club like i think it's for like i don't know like some sort of like community outreach kind of thing but yeah i want to be reached out by my community (laughs) Yeah, I just saw this like <laughs> grown ass man riding a horse down the street. And I was like, wait, what? And so now I whenever yeah, whenever life. I listen to Old Town Road, I think about that time. Like Nice. Like I live in Philadelphia, guys. Like that's weird. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't live in the suburbs. I live in the city. No. <laughs> Um, let me see. My last honorable mention. Uh oh. Huh. I goofed. What did you goof? I thought this would be easy. (laughs) Actually, it's not easy. It's 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 not easy. But I'm gonna pick one. Uh, Pick one. (laughs) I'm gonna do it. Um, You know what I'm gonna pick? I'm gonna pick All Time Low by John Bellion. Um, I became a huge John Bellion fan uh, this decade. All Time Low was the first song I ever heard by him. And it's a mood. Mm-hmm. It it really is mood because it's it's that feeling where like 
you, you, the feelings for your crush have got you feeling low, but also in a good way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely adored his um his album, The Human Condition. It was one of the best albums of the decade, I think, by far. Uh, a lot of the songs I didn't put on there, but I should probably go back and do that. Because uh, <laughs> I think not only is he like excellent at like connecting themes through all his songs in one album, like he he has a very good way of interconnecting things and making things relevant to each other, which I love. Like they don't necessarily have to like the albums don't necessarily tell a single cohesive story but they are still a cohesive unit and like they they do reference each other and i love that and i think as a musician and as a producer he's like very talented mm. um and all time low started that off for me and i have i have bought tickets to see him live twice and twice something has happened where i couldn't see him <laughs> oh man twice i remember i do remember you telling me about All Time Low when it first came out and being super stoked on it. It's a really good song. Yeah. So I was like totally, totally impressed. It, it is. I have to say, like, again, there were other songs on the album that were just incredible. Um, there are some songs on his most recent album, Glory Sound Prep, that came out in 2018 that I fell in love with. Uh, let me just say that... <laughs> The song JT is such a good way to like pump yourself up in the morning. It just is. It's a very good um, motivational song. I will I will leave uh, the secret of what JT stands for for you, dear listener, when you uh, go listen to the song. Because you should. Because it's great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, All Time Low, I think, is going to be my third honorable mention of the decade. Um, because I think like he has been like a consistent... Like once I discovered him, he was on like every single Spotify top artist that you listen to of this decade. And I was like, yep. Yeah. Excuse me. That's uh... a. <laughs> yep. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Yay. Yay. We did it. Yeah, we did it. This playlist is like five hours worth of music, guys. So. Uh, we're obviously not going to talk about five hours worth of music. Go listen to it. Yeah. And I mean, if you have songs that you think should have been on our playlist or that we should have talked about, um, tweet at us or message us on Facebook. Or, like, tell us, like, what were your top songs of the decade? Because we want to know. Because everybody had a different, uh, strange, wonderful, scary decade. And we should all share in that wonderful musical experience, I think. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, well, since we've wrapped up the decade, why don't we look to new things like a new up-and-comer? You like yes. my segue? right? <laughs> I do like that. I did like that. It was very smooth. Thank you. Like butter. Yeah. <laughs> so who's our up and comer for this week? Okay, so this week, uh, our up and comer is an artist called Denny. 
like the restaurant, but without the apostrophe S. I was about to uh, say, is it is it like Denny's? Is it like Denny's? Yes, but without the apostrophe and the S. Um, they're a great band, honestly. Um, I, I feel like they're not that old. They're from Minneapolis. Uh, they're three musicians. Do do they own Denny's? No, they don't own Denny's. Although I don't, I don't blame you for making that mistake. I too thought that they had a hand in in Denny's, but alas, they do not. Darn. Uh, yeah, they're Minneapolis based, and I don't know how I would describe them. They they have a a very synth pop sound. They're very cinematic. They almost sound like they could score a movie in the eighties, but like maybe a movie made in 2020 about the eighties, if that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. So it's they like have a, fresh, they have a, but retro. Yeah. Yes. They have a, they have a very um, theatrical scope, which I really appreciate about them. Mm. Um, the songs I fell in love with, uh, first of all, girls like you, just it starts off almost like kind of quietly and then it gets to the hook and then the chorus it just like explodes almost and it feels like it feels like a a big explosion of color i don't know how to explain that in any other way but it does and it feels it's just good like it's it's a very sweet song i think uh you guys will like it um there's also a, a song came out recently called do ya and that music video is just very strange uh, <laughs> I feel like the song has nothing to do with the music video, but the music video is um, they had a conversation with a woman at an airport bar and she mentioned all the things that she didn't like and they put all of those things in the music video. Hmm. And I was like, what? All right. <laughs> yeah, but it's such a it's a really good song. Um, and I think you guys will enjoy them. Uh, if you want to give them a follow, they are at Denny the band on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So yeah, go give them a follow, give them a listen and tell them that Rhapsody and Memory sent you. That's Denny, the band, not Denny's the restaurant. (laughs) They will not make you any pancakes, like pancakes. I was, I know that's IHOP. (laughs) I mean, Denny, Denny serves well, pancakes they, too, probably. That's true. That's yeah, they probably do. But when I whenever I went to Denny's, I would get the moons over my hammy sandwich, which was like eggs and cheese and ham. All right. Well, <laughs> that was my go-to when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't go to Denny's anymore, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Anyway, this guys. band isn't <laughs> This band is not about the restaurant. This band is Denny, the band. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. Episode has come to a close, which means we want to give you a big thank you for listening to our episode of Rhapsody and Reverie. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we are at Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook. So hit us up on the socials. Also, 
you know would be a really, really even cooler idea is if you join us in the Patreon fam, because... That would be so cool. Not only do you get to, like, talk to us, but you get cool, awesome perks from us. And that's great. That are all secret. Who doesn't love perks? I know I do. I like perks. Only someone who hates joy hates perks. Yeah, so get your perks. That's Yeah. Uh, Come get them. Yeah, so <laughs> go to patreon.com slash podcast and yeah, join the fam if you can. Um, also, Please. be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to us there so you never miss an episode. Also, you can leave us a rating or review, maybe, because we like reviews. We like feedback. We want to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you enjoy. Leave us all the ratings. It's fun. I promise. It would be so nice of you. Yes. Please. It would be so nice. Um, (laughs) Copyright. All right. Um, Woo! But yeah, so do that. Also, don't forget to check out our website because we do super awesome, cool things on our website like reviews of shows, of albums, of new artists that we listen to, in addition to just updates on the show and things that we're doing. So always check the website for any new announcements and cool things. If you're ever interested in what's going on, Go there. Um, And yeah. Now that I've officially spewed at you. Mm. We're done. And guys, (laughs) this is the last episode of the season. It is indeed. Yeah. Uh, We will be taking... We will be taking a bit of a break to recap to plan season five. Um... To, to create some cool new content for y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we meet up with you all again, we will be bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and ready to face the new year with everyone. Yes. Uh, but please keep checking the website, because even while we're not doing the podcast, we are still writing reviews. We are still writing whatever we want to write. Yeah. Um, we are still active also on like social media and and stuff like that so if you've got questions if you've got suggestions uh please feel free to reach out because we are listening yeah um yeah so thank you so much for sharing season four with us yeah it's been super great yeah it's been super fun we're about to go hibernate but you know it's been fun just spending some time with you and talking about yeah. music and celebrating all of the great music that we love because we love it. And frankly, our friends and family are sick of us talking about it. So we talked about it here instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, this has been a really great season. Um, I've enjoyed it and 
I could sit here and get sappy about the season all day, but I just want to say thank you. If you've listened to any of our episodes ever, just thank you. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, you'll have news of our return on February 2nd. If the groundhog ceases shadow, that's six more weeks of hibernation for us. Really? Is that how that works? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know, bye for now, unless the groundhog says otherwise. Yep. I don't know. Yep. All right. (laughs) See you in season five, everybody. Bye.